Let's get nuts. Well, hello. Oh, is it on? Well, hello, everybody. We're good. We're here. 2024. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live, the first one on 2024. Yay! I made it. I'm alive. I'm alive, guys. How we doing out there? Hopefully doing good. Subscribe to the channel, of course. Hit that notification bell. Follow me on all the sock meds that are around me. Do all that. Hey, we got lots to talk about tonight. Hopefully you guys are doing good. Hopefully your 2024 hasn't been as uh, crazy as mine. Jeez. Ugh. Hopefully doing good, though. All right. And uh, let me pull up the uh, chat. This is the best live stream ever totally is guys it's the best it's the best what is happening we got ryan right here good to see you we got mama film junkie she also got hit she got hit with the sickness in 2024 as well but she's doing great so that's good we got mr eric right there so i have a red star now members of the world unite red star interesting i don't know what that's about now i <laughs> When it comes to all that stuff, so you can still hear I got a little cough, a little phlegm going on right there, but I have no idea what's going on when it comes to that. What's going on, Mr. Venom? We got Miss Lisa Jackson in here as well. Good to see you. All right. We got Jason. What's going on, Mr. Fear Jason? Uh, Clayface is here, Ty. I'm, I'm going to read your voice, and, uh, you know, Ron Perlman's voice is going to, like, you know, be in my head. Not your strong point, huh? Yeah, time. I know. I'm sorry I'm late again because I was trying to organize everything and it just didn't really work. I know. One of the things I should be, uh, I should be, uh, you know, working on when it comes to 2024. What's going on, Phil? Good to see you. Always good to see you. We also got, of course, Mr. Droga. Always great to see you. Always good to see you. All right. Let's turn that off. But uh, yeah, I know. I, I gotta learn to be more punctual. Like I, I gotta I gotta be on time when it comes to 2024. What's going on, Naval? How you doing? Yeah, it's that's the shirt right there. That's what it is. What's going on? Darkness under the wind. Glad you're feeling better. Hope your holidays were good. Yeah, they're pretty damn good. Not gonna lie. Hey, what's going on? Stephanie T is here. Good to see all you guys. Yes. All right. Yes. First, uh, first uh, episode of uh, 2024, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, but yeah, I will make it. I will make it a point to try to be like, you know, fully on time. I know, so I know you're probably like, bullshit, Dave. You on time? What? I know. And it sucks because, again, it was like, I, I have to, yeah, I have to organize my time better. You know, when it comes to Mondays, I really got to be like, all right, I got to stop daytime work, you know, at this time, no matter what. And I didn't. I had to do something when it came to day work, and then I had laundry that I needed doing. I needed towels badly because I was like, oh, wait, I'm out of, you know, I'm not going to use the same towel for, like, you know, the, that I've been using for 2023. I got to, like, you know, wash a, a new one for 2024 and use it for the entire year. That's what I do. No, I don't. I'm not that gross. But I was just like, okay, and then I was like, I had to, like, finish something there I had intentions. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get done early and get everything done and hopefully be on time. But no, it was just like, oh, man, it's been like, what, two, two weeks since I've uh, 
since I've uh, done a Film Junkie Live, so now I'm just like, okay, I got to get back in the swing of things for sure. What's going on, Cortez? Good to see you're feeling, but yeah, I know, yeah, I got hit uh, with a bug. Um, I mean, I didn't do the, I didn't do a COVID test, but I did stay away from everybody for a week, so I, I should be, I, it, it was good, and uh, if it was, I don't know, to me it felt like a flu, more of a flu, because I had COVID before, and this this felt more like a flu because man so just a perfect way to to start off 2024 guys is you know have a nice new year's eve you know me and the, me and the, me and the lady me, me and Steph like uh, Steph and I we just kind of just stayed at home we watched Barbie that's right guys on new year's eve I watched Barbie she wanted to watch it she wanted to see what all the fuss was about so I was like all right Let's watch Barbie. Why not? And, uh, you know, she was she felt like how I felt about it. It was just kind of like, eh. But I will say, watching it the second time with somebody, as opposed to being a creeper who walked into the movie theater on a Friday morning by themselves, like I did when I first watched Barbie and watched it in a movie theater by myself, which, uh, you know, was a little awkward and weird. But, uh, you know, I will say that watching it with somebody lot better you know Ryan Gosling let's face it I mean he's the he's he's the winner of that movie right there but you know when it comes to Barbie it's just like one of those things where it's like okay I get it people are you know love the movie it's fine it's in their top 10 of 2023 it's totally fine you know but she agreed it was just kind of like yeah that's that was something we had a couple of laughs and now we don't need to really watch it again <laughs> we don't really need to watch it again but hey you know what I'm still glad that something other than a superhero movie ended up being um, the big winner of last year. But so we did that. And then we also watched Gran Turismo. Okay. So that was a sleeper hit kind of, I guess you could say of 2023 Gran Turismo. Fantastic movie. I know I saw a lot of people talking about Gran Turismo. I used to play, I used to play Gran Turismo three and four when PS two was, I was like all into when I was into gaming I played Gran Turismo a lot, so it was kind of cool. Like, I mean, so I, I knew I was going to enjoy the movie, and uh, sure enough, we watched that as well, and great movie, fantastic movie. Uh, the only the only gripe that I had, it was I felt like some of the scenes needed a little bit more, you know, to it, because that fucking movie just moves. It moves, it moves, it moves, which is good. Nothing wrong with that. Neil Blomkamp, nothing wrong with that. But I just felt like, oh, man, this, I, this scene needed a little bit more to it. You know, this scene a little bit more to it, you know. But other than that, it was great. But, yeah, we had just like a nice, relaxed New Year's and everything. And then the next day, I just go, ah, I got a little scratch, a little scratchy, coughing. What the hell? Why am I coughing? Oh, maybe it's nothing. Just could be just whatever, something in the air. The 2024 air is just affecting me. And so... I get, uh, uh, and then my my brother, brother film junkie, my older brother, he's a New Year's baby, so it's his birthday, and he hits me up, and he goes, hey, uh, we're going to be meeting up at this restaurant if you want to come, and I was like, all right, let's do it, so I, uh, as I'm heading over there, I start sneezing, like, ah, eh, eh, you know, like one of those where you just can't stop, and I'm like, Ah, crap. Maybe I shouldn't even be going. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, is this, it's just like, I feel fine, but I'm sneezing. I got a little bit of a tickle. Maybe I shouldn't, but 
I ended up going and I was fine during like the, the dinner and everything. And I was like, okay, maybe it's just, it was just something, maybe I don't really have allergies, but maybe it's some kind of allergy thing. And so go there, have an interesting steak dinner because this place that we went to, they're, they're raving about it. Oh, it's the best. It's called Texas Roadhouse. Okay. I don't know how, if they're all over the place or whatever the hell, but we go to this place called Texas Roadhouse. It's actually over here close to me. So I was like, all right. And, uh, you know, it was fine, but they overcooked my steak. You know, it's like, hey, I, you know, medium rare, not medium well. That's how I order my steak, medium rare. I got it medium well. And I was like, yeah. And then uh, uh, my brother's girlfriend, her steak was like literally they it was like a piece of just like you could say you could like you could scrub like a counter with it. Like they they oh, they torched her steak. It was all a big mess. But then I get home and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go to bed. I don't know what's happening. And then I wake up uh, on Tuesday of last week and just go, uh, I wake up in the middle of the night just going, oh, I'm just doing that whole thing where you're going, oh, God, it aches. Everything aches. My kidneys hurt. What the fuck? Oh, God. And I'm just kind of just like, uh, uh, you know. So, yeah, that's what I was doing last week, guys. I was uh, just kind of fighting this thing and... Now I'm good. I was good on Friday, but, you know, I didn't want to do a vodka stream just to, like, be like, yeah, I don't think I should be boozing it up for five and a half hours after I just got over this thing. So that's why no vodka stream this Friday. There will be, or last Friday, there will be a vodka stream, of course, uh, next Friday. So Texas, yeah. So, yeah, you know, Lisa, I, I, it, it's a great location and everything, but it's just the one we went to was not all that great. I have to go to another one because they, they were raving about another one they've been to. It's like, oh, it's so good. And for the most part, I mean, yeah, my steak was overcooked, but, you know, my side of rice was pretty damn delicious. I will say that. So, but, uh, yeah. So, and then of course, mama film junkie, same thing. You know, she got, she got, she got, uh, she got the 20, 2024 sickness as well. So yeah, it's just, uh, it was just like, yeah, uh, man, what is going on? 2024, we're like a week into this thing, right? We're a week and a day. And, well, you know, a lot of people just starting off the, the New Year's with sickness. And then we got the whole Epstein list thing, which, of course, everybody was, like, anticipating all that and all the names and whatever. And we find we find out that, that Stephen Hawking is he's all about orgies with... Uh, Midget, or I, yeah, I can't. We still can't say midgets, right? Oh well, yeah, the little people doing equations. I don't know. It was like Stephen Hawking likes uh, little people doing equa equations and having orgies with. I don't know. And then there's some other people on the list. I mean, we all know Bill Clinton's just a, you know, one of the. I mean, the Clintons. Let's face it. I mean, if you still think like the Clintons are not like some of the most evil people that we know. I don't know what to tell you. We got all that and then other names and, but there's also just flight logs. And it's like, if they're on the flight log, doesn't mean they actually went to the Island. It's all a big kind of crazy thing. And then apparently there was like 10 foot aliens at the Miami mall last week. Cat Williams decided to call out like pretty much all of, of black Hollywood, <laughs> all the comedians he called out. So, I mean, on that, the Shannon Sharp podcast, he called out a bunch of people, did all that. I mean, I haven't thought about Cat Williams in a, in a while. You know, he's been kind of out of the limelight, and all of a sudden he just calls out, like, 
pretty much half of Hollywood. And spe specifically, like, you know, his, his black counterparts of like in Hollywood and how they're handling all the stuff and everything like that. It was pretty, pretty crazy seeing all that. So I don't know. It's just it's uh, 2024 is already starting off to be a crazy year. I mean, it's an election year. So naturally, it was going to be batshit crazy. So we're in for it, folks. We're in for it. But hey, we still got movies and all this kind of stuff talking. So and I will try my best to uh Hit the button when I have to cough so I don't you don't have to hear my cough. Oh. There you go. We're good. That was the first cough for today, so. Anyways, all right. I've been rambling a little bit too much when it comes to this. Let's get to it. Let's get to uh let's get to some tweets here. And we're just going to be going through like some of the things I missed, some of the things I was like I wanted to talk about. There's going to be a lot of things here. And I have a list, of course, of things that I want to uh, talk about and discuss when it comes to tonight. When it comes to tonight, you know, there was actually something. There was something right. Uh, there's a couple of things. Let's see. We got that. We got that. OK, so there was actually something that happened tonight. I mean, right off the bat, we'll just do something that's actually fresh. We'll do something fresh. Before we dive into some of the other tweets that I, I'd like to show you guys. But apparently, um, uh, let's see. I don't know where exactly this is at, but I got this tagged and sent to me. I don't know if it's happening at CES. Maybe it is happening at CES because CES is happening right now. And maybe this is happening in Vegas or maybe this is happening somewhere else. But anyways, you know, this is the remember, guys. This is Sony's year. Okay. Sony has been a butt of a joke for like the past decade when it comes to franchises and all that. And well, now that uh, this year in 2024, that Marvel Studios only has one movie coming out and DC only has one movie coming out. It's time for Sony to shine. So apparently there's a presentation that's happening right now. And this is the presentation that uh, they're showing Fresh logos, fresh logos when it comes to some uh, some Sony movies that are coming out, specifically that either superhero genre or just some kind of franchise. This was sent to me right here. That shows, of course, Bad Boys 4 that's going to be coming out, which, again, I don't know why they wasted the title Bad Boys for Life when it came to Bad Boys 3. Didn't make any sense. And it was a good movie. Like, it was a good follow Not Michael Bay, but hey, you know, the two dudes, I, you know, I can't remember their names off the top of my head right now. But, of course, the two dudes who went on to make the Batgirl movie that was sadly canceled, they made a good movie. They made a good Bad Boys follow-up. And uh, apparently, you know, now they're, you know, going to be doing Bad Boys 4, so nothing wrong with that. But what's interesting on here is we've seen mainly all the titles, but now we've got the Karate Kid. We got the Karate Kid logo right here that apparently is going to be doing some kind of reverse reverse on the actual Karate Kid plot, I guess you could say. Like it's going to be a kid kind of teaching somebody, an adult, how to do karate or something like that. And then, of course, there's going to be a combination of, of the original Karate Kid world and the Jackie Chan 
Jane Smith, um, Karate Kid World, that's going to be right there. And then, of course, we have the Venom 3 logo right there. So who knows if that's going to actually be the logo that we en end up seeing. It could have just been something that's like, hey, we're just going to mock this up right now. And, uh, hey, let's see if that's going to be like an actual thing right there. But, yeah, apparently that's just going to be the logo right there. It's just kind of like, hey, we're going to put a three behind it in that way. So maybe that's just, I don't know. That's just something. But that was something that was fresh that just kind of like um, came about right now that got that, that got sent to me so i thought i would like all right let's start off with that right there but uh one of the first one of the things i wanted to like jump into let's see if i could find it here i don't think i actually have it see that's that's one of the things that i was trying to organize when i was doing all this is it on uh which one okay so yeah when i sent it to my little thing here it didn't quite work properly and it did not all right so well, let's talk about this right here. Let's talk about this right here because this happened last week and I wanted to get your guys' uh, uh, just chime in. Chime in. How you feel about this? Because I think it's kind of funny. Steven Ewan right here officially drops out of uh, the MCU Thunderbolts film. So, you know, he was tied to this and it was kind of funny because he was playing Century, right? And I'm not too familiar with the character. Like I said, like I've always and I grew up a, a DC, a, a DC little boy. So I didn't really know too much when it came to this character. But I know this he dropped out of here. But what I find funny, what I love about this whole thing is what happened last night. Motherfucker wins a Golden Globe. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, in your face, it's like, hey, you're not going to join this, which who God knows what's going to be happening when it comes to this. But I just love the fact that he drops out of this. It's big news. Like a few days ago, everybody's like, oh, why did he drop out of this? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then he wins a Golden Globe for that miniseries beef last night. So I think we're OK. I think we're OK. And then there, I saw a lot of people even like going like, all right, so who do you replace him with? Because, well, when it comes to. Stephen Ewan, and when it comes to the character of Century right here, do we, I mean, that's, they, they were definitely going, they were not going source material. So a lot of people are kind of going like, well, what if they actually go and recast somebody that actually fits the mold? And I'm just kind of going like, yeah, they, they might get some backlash, but at the same time, I mean, there is like a little bit of a shift where not too many people are like trying to like, cancel when it comes to all that and i i also saw some people you know talk about uh, alan richson you know because blonde hair big dude you know look at him right there and i mean obviously alan richson was also talking about like hey i would like to be batman how can that even be possible and i went i don't want him as batman i i don't i you know nothing against him i think he's you know i i have nothing against the guy i think uh the characters he plays are great and i can't wait to watch reacher season two but you know if he was going to take a cbm role in the movies i mean i don't see him as batman but hey maybe he could be over here maybe i don't know that's just i mean maybe not but we'll see but yeah that was like one of those things where it's like oh boy i was like okay Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. 
how how are we feeling about this when it comes to uh Stephen Ewan uh dropping out? I mean they, they said it's scheduling conflicts and all that stuff, so I think we're probably I think we're probably fine with that, so Yeah. Slightly cancelled. <laughs> yeah. You have to be a good actor to uh, be Batman. Uh, yeah, Rich. Yeah. I, I. Well, he just doesn't have the Batman. Like, there's something about Batman. You know, he, he doesn't have it. I'm not saying that he's like, he's a good. I mean, if you watch Reacher, he's, you know, you could. I, I could see why people are like, oh, yeah, he could be Batman because of Reacher, because of how Reacher is. But I just still don't. I don't think he really still has it. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is. The new Ghostbusters look is solid. Yeah. So he could be green arrow. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I see that either. I don't know if I see that either. And then I wanted to show uh, everybody this right here that was coming about. I mean, obviously, we're going to be talking about James Gunn. There's a lot of James Gunn, Zack Snyder talk when it comes to when I look at the timeline and I and I do my best not to engage because why? It's not even like a point to like just like engage into all this. But I wanted to bring up this video right here that uh, was was being tossed around last week. And I thought it was an interesting video because it's a behind the scenes, of course, Dawn of the Dead, which again, and I know some people will push back against because, you know, they, they the, the people that absolutely loathe James Gunn will always, you know, say that. And I don't know the logistics when it comes to what happened when it, when it came to the Dawn of the Dead script. And who exactly like did the most of the writing when it comes to that? Because yeah, a lot of people will be like, no, James Gunn did not actually rewrite it or it was rewritten. There's like the whole thing that when it comes to this, but I just thought this video was kind of cool because again, when it comes to Zack Snyder and the reason why we love the man and his style of filmmaking is because he does in fact inspire other filmmakers. So this right here. Oop, let me make sure that is on. There we go. I like Zach a lot as a guy, and he was an incredibly thorough. Uh, you know, he did all his, his own storyboards and stuff, which which I think influenced me when I went on to my movies and, and, and do the same thing. Um, and I saw how incredibly prepared he was. I thought it was uh, great. Prepared. I like Zach a lot as a guy. And he as a guy, look at that young buck right there. Fresh face, Zack Snyder right there, making Dawn of the uh, Dead. You know, he did all his, his own storyboards and stuff, which, which I think influenced... The storyboards. The storyboards, guys. Oops. The storyboards. Talking about those storyboards, because remember, um, James Gunn did... He did um, post like a storyboard that he did, remember... There was like a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, when he posted like a storyboard for uh, for um, for Superman Legacy. He wanted to be like, this is what I, this is the kind of shot I want when like Superman is 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 uh, flying. And then, of course, naturally, fans just get into a whole big, you know, um, pissing contest about, you know, who's the better director and all that stuff, which I hate. It's like there's it's all sub it's subjective, whatever the fuck. I mean. You know, where's Ray? Uh, it's it's subjective. Like, who do you like more as a director? 
And obviously, Zach, he knows how to draw. Like he's like, I mean, he he went to the art center. He knew. He studied paint. He studied how to draw. So naturally, his storyboards are going to like look a lot better than most people's storyboards because he knows how to do a pretty decent sketch. Not all filmmakers know how to do that, but they'll do their best. So I just love the fact that James Gunn, who is now going to be making a Superman film, was very much inspired by Zack and the storyboards that he had. And he probably utilized, of course, he utilized that when it came to guardians of the galaxy right there okay so while we're all pissing and moaning and beating our keyboards and being like fuck you fuck you fuck you on twitter we have the new superman director and co-ceo of dc studios in this video getting that inspiration from Zack snyder which is a good thing how many times do we have to hear that do we hear that Zack snyder is such an inspiration Chad Sadaic, whatever, you know, John Wick director, he was being interviewed and he talked about how Zack Snyder inspired him as well. I mean, that's what's so great about this. I mean, that's what I love to hear. I don't want to hear about bitching and moaning from all the fans. I want to hear about directors being inspired by directors. That's what I love to hear. I love to hear that. That's what I want to hear. In this video right here, I just, that's what I, I love that. Even though it's an old video, it's, it's just great to, to see and hear that. That's what I like to hear. Anyways, okay. What do we got next here? Let me pull up my thing here. All right. Okay. So we got that. Um, um, there's uh, something that was interesting that was posted today. Ah, if I could type it right. Ah, God damn it. All right, hold on a sec. Because his last name is, I'm like, how do you spell his last name? I don't know. But I know I'm following. Let's see. Search. Because I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, where's it at? Oh, man. All right, hold on a sec. Sorry, like I said, just first day back, man, I tell you. It's like, uh, what am I doing? Huh? Huh? Uh, let's see, yeah, let's see, all right. Because Joe Meganello. There it is, Jesus Christ, all right. So Joe Meganello. I think he still wants to play Deathstroke. I don't know about you guys, because he's still posting things where everybody's kind of going like, huh, what are we doing here, Joey? Huh? Are you like hinting at something? What's happening here? Are we, uh, is there some talks that's been happening? I don't know. Who knows what's been happening, but this is what he posted on his, uh, I don't know where exactly it was, but he posted this. The Lego version of Deathstroke right here. Huh? So, this is just like a random thing. Could be, it could mean nothing. It could mean nothing. And most likely we're just like, we're just freaking out about it because we're nerds and we just want to see something that's happening. I did have somebody, however, when I posted this, where it was like, well, if there's no Ben Affleck, 
I don't want it. And I went, okay, but you do realize that Joe Meganello did want a Deathstroke movie all on his own without having Batman in it, right? He's talked about it. I think he's even talked about it with me. Um, so, yeah, he posted this. So how are we feeling about this? I'm just kind of like, huh, okay. You want to still pushing for that Slade right here, Joey? Huh? So, yeah. I think a lot of people, most people, would still want to see him to play uh, Deathstroke. Right? I think you guys would be feeling the same way. Correct? Huh? I don't know about you guys. I still want to see him play that. Possibly. Hmm. Supposable heroes. Yeah, that's right, Phil. I know. That's, that's what I, like I said, I, and I knew it. I knew it. I was like, okay. And one of the things that I asked him during Justice Con when I interviewed him, I was like, hey, we're, I was like, okay, he's a Metallica fan. I'm a Metallica fan. I'm like, I guarantee you if like, I asked him, what would Slade Wilson's f- uh, favorite Metallica song be? And he said, Disposable Heroes. And I was like, I knew it. I knew you would say that. And you would say that. Great. Elseworlds. Could be Elseworlds. Wouldn't that be sweet? Wouldn't that be sweet? You know? I want to I, I see more. I would like to see more of that. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know if he's, like, teasing him at something. Maybe not. Maybe he is. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Um, let's see. Um, what else do I got here? So we had that. We had some, uh, we had some, right. Uh, we had some, some makeup testing when it came to, uh, Rebel Moon right here, Jordan Coleman and Zack Snyder behind the scenes. We saw her briefly and look at her eating, of course, in her trailer with all that makeup on, but we saw her briefly in that bar um in rebel moon i mean at least we saw like a a character that looked like her i mean i'm sure i I don't know how much more of her is going to be there but we remember zach posted like a an image of her like that was way crazy beforehand and we're like ooh, who's that so i think there's going to be more to her character maybe or something but you know just just a behind the scenes right there love that when people when do uh when they do that but i also there was uh there was a uh, a thing when it came to Dwayne Johnson that I wanted to um, talk about as well. Also, we have you know Strangers, Stranger Season, uh, Stranger Seasons, Stranger Things season five has also uh, began filming today. Apparently, production began filming. So you know all the kids are like now have a midlife crisis. But hey, you know what can you do? It's taken so long for all that. Um, Let's see, where was the thing that I wanted to talk about when it came to Dwayne Johnson? Like I said, I thought I had everything all like set up and ready to go, but sadly, I didn't. But I had it on the list. Here it is right here. So, when it comes to Dwayne Johnson, obviously, I mean, I've always been a fan of him. When it came to last year and him being like, okay, obviously when it came to Black Adam, the lead up to Black Adam, and the build up to Black Adam, and then of course him bringing Henry Cavill back, I much appreciate the man for doing all that and making his attempt of like, all right, let's try to write the pirate ship when it comes to the DCEU. But sadly, when James Gunn got the job, it was like going, okay, maybe not going to happen. And I talked about it last year too. I talked about it. Him and, and Hiram 
Garcia, they were trying to get the DC Studios job, okay? There was a competition out there that they were trying to get the job to run DC Studios, and it went to Peter Saffron and James Gunn. Dwayne Johnson was really trying hard to do so, and it would have been interesting because we would have got our own little DCEU rockverse, and Henry Cavill would have been a part of it. Most likely, it would just would have stuck with what already was there, but little changes would have happened. And Black Adam would have been the big baddie. And some people might be like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And, and to be honest, I was like, eh, yeah, it would have been pretty interesting to see what happened. But sadly, that didn't happen. And now Dwayne Johnson's going like, you know what? He's had a lot of, he's had a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> he's had a lot of, uh, you know, throw and, you know, whiffs, you know, just swing and misses when it comes to uh, being the franchise action dude. I mean, he's had a lot of success. And he's had some misses, especially in the last few years. I mean, let's face it, the XFL thing. Now the XFL is combining with the, the UFL and now they're just going to be the UFL. I don't know. Like there was two different alternate football teams, the XFL and like the United. I don't know. It was called something else. It wasn't called the UFL, but it was like whatever the hell that was and whatever the hell this was. The, uh, the XFL was they're now combining to make one big giant league because it was all just losing money because nobody cares about anything about football outside the NFL. It's cause it is kind of funny. So there's a lot of misses that Dwayne Johnson's had. So I, I, when it comes to the new movie that he's coming out, because Dwayne Johnson is joining a 24 guys. What? That's right. Let me say that again. Dwayne Johnson is joining an a 24 project. The shit you say, like right here. I mean, we've heard about this. He's going to be playing an MMA fighter. Dwayne Johnson says his new A24 film, he's at a point where I want to make films that matter, that explore humanity, struggle, and pain. I'm at this point where I want more. I don't mean I want more box office. I mean, I want more humanity. Good for you, Dwayne. Yes, you can only run, you can, you can only ride that box office wave for so long. And before Dwayne Johnson was like this big, huge action superstar, I mean, he was playing like minor roles, different roles where it's just like, I mean, Gridiron Games, great. Walking Tall's great. Just small movies. And remember, he was like doing even like, you know, he did the Tooth Fairy, which is ridiculous. There's, you know, he, you know, he's got an interesting filmography. I will say that when it comes to Dwayne Johnson. But I'm like, good. Challenge yourself, Dwayne. And I hope it works out. I hope it works out when it comes to this new movies that he's doing. I really do. I'm rooting for the guy. I'm rooting for the guy because now it's like, you know, it's time to grow up a little bit. Right. That's what it is. It's time to grow up. All right. Good for him. Yeah, he needed the change. He needed the change. You know, he was like all he's showing up in franchises and just box office, box office. And then I think I think, yeah, I think it's like finally it was just like, all right, didn't get DC Studios, didn't, you know, Black Adam didn't win people over. 
So hey, let's 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 try a different approach. Let's let's change up the career a little bit. I'm getting older. I mean, he's getting to his 50s. It's not going to be as easy anymore. So like challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. And I love it when actors do that. I love it when actors do that. It's like change it up a little bit. You got to change it up. All right, let's get to the main topics at hand here. All right, there you go. I'm doing good. Not coughing that much. Like I said, that's what's left over. A little bit of nasal stuff, too, when it comes to uh, the sickness that I got. But, uh, yeah. All right, so we got some things. James Gunn uh, responding to and debunking and all this stuff. So, uh, first off, uh, (laughs) first off, this one right here. First off, I mean, this is this this was actually pretty funny because somebody actually asked James Gunn about, you know, when it came to VFX and all this stuff. I mean, obviously, he's in heavy pre-production right now when it comes to Superman, Superman Legacy. And I know. And again, I get it. There's like a lot of people that don't like the fact that he's like answering every little question. And it's like, yeah, I know he should reel it in a little bit. It does seem like it can be a little bit much when it comes to a lot of answering the questions and whatever the hell. But I think once production starts with Superman Legacy, we're not going to hear shit. We're not going to hear anything from James Gunn. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm just thinking that's going to be the case. But this one right here. Is Superman... Is Legacy going to have practical effects with VFX or mostly just VFX? Legacy is only practical effects. (laughs) Which then, this gave birth to a bunch of memes and videos and all this stuff of people just going nuts. Going nuts. It was hilarious. Like, yeah, David Cornsweet, you know, his first day of shooting, and they're talking about strapping, like, a rocket to him. They're talking about, like, you know, he's going to have to, like, he's going to shit himself as he, like, tries to, like, do the laser eyes and all this stuff. I, I mean, it's, it is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. So that just led to a bunch of memes. I remember there was uh, the person who actually posted it. One of the first people who posted that first. Oh, her tweet went super viral and a bunch of people were just doing all kinds of all kinds of memes and all kinds of videos of just, you know, people just, you know, people in parachutes. Oh, it, it was ridiculous. It was there was just a bunch of funny memes that came to be and it's just like yeah there you go right there it's like ah gun you, you you fucked up right there which is totally fine hey you're human i mean let's face it he's human there's nothing wrong with that so he followed it up with this oh sorry misunderstood the question yes we have tons of practical effects like i have in my other films that's what he was talking about he just didn't think mostly it's not just like that and then dcu updates did you mean legacy effects work on the film. And he said, I misread. It was legacy effects. Yes. So there you go. <laughs> it's just kind of like, whoops. Yeah. Practical effects. They're just going to like, you know, like, all right, uh, Dave, Hey, David court. All right. All right. Corn sweat. You're ready. And he's just like on a harness and they're just going to make him fly at the bottom. He's going to be hanging by a cable from like a, a, a plane. And he's just going to be like, ah, ah. can you imagine that? Jesus Christ. That's right. 
And they're going to, you know, and when it comes to Brainiac, they're going to find one of the, the 10 foot aliens that showed up in the Miami in the Miami mall that happened, you know, a few days ago. They're going to find one of those guys and try to like, hey, you're going to cast you in the movie. You're going to be Brainiac and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's going to be OK. We'll pay you. We'll pay you well. Don't worry. Well, welcome to our, you know, welcome to the planet. <laughs> right. Uh, but just kind of funny that he used, you know, kind of messed up that there right there. So it just gave. I just love the memes that came about when it came to that. So, but he also debunked the fact that there was a, uh, a scoop because he keeps on debunking the scoops. And again, it's like, yeah, I mean, anytime that they're now, when it comes to any scooper, any scooper, I don't care what scooper it is. Anytime that I see that they're a source when it comes to, because mainly I never see the scoop in and of itself because, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like there's like scoopers out there that will have subscription services. They, they basically have their scoops behind a paywall. But anytime that these scoops, like when they talk about these scoops, it just gets revealed to the public anyways. Like, like I get it. I get you're trying to monetize the information you're getting and the work that you're doing. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, it's like it's it's got to be very difficult to do that because no matter what, if you put scoops behind a paywall, people are just going to release it to social media once they find out what it is. Somebody who's paying for it is going to tell somebody and they're going to tell somebody and they're going to tell and then somebody's going to screenshot the shit and it's just going to get put out there. And that's what's happening with the scoopers now. It's like they're trying to do like this whole paywall thing and there's no way that that's going to be happening because people are people are going to know and then they go on Twitter or they go on any social media, Reddit or anything like that. And then it just, that just gets revealed to the public. So it's almost like, yeah, it's not really the best strategy. I don't know how you could even do a good strategy when you're trying to monetize this stuff. But, um, one of the scoops that were happening last week as well was the fact that Amanda Waller, you know, uh, of course, Viola Davis, Amanda Waller was going to show up in Superman legacy. And this is what, uh, Ah, hold on. What the heck? I thought that was plugged in. Hold on. Oh, crap. Hold on. Sorry. My stupid thing is, like, messed up. Turn that off! Oi. Sorry about that, guys. Technical difficulties. There you go. Jesus Christ. My little stream deck started messing up right there. Why is that not charging? Come on. I don't know. It's not even charging. All right. Well, that sucks. Why is that not charging? There you go. Charge? All right. Charging, I think. Hopefully. Anyway, so this is what uh, James Gunn had to say when it came to the whole Waller returning in uh, Superman Legacy. So here's the, uh, the, the, the message right here. Mr. Gunn, is it true that Viola Davis will return as Amanda Waller in Superman Legacy? James Gunn says, return as Waller in Legacy? No. If that's a rumor out there, it's false, as usual. Hey, why did you say it like that there, Jimmy Guns? Return as Waller in Legacy? No. She's not returning as Waller in Legacy. 
because she's returning as Waller in her own show and then will be showing up in Superman Legacy, as in not returning as Amanda Waller? What the hell's going on with that one? He chose his words a little carefully right there and capitalized in. So I'm thinking Amanda Waller might actually be in Superman Legacy, but it's not going to be Viola Davis's return to Amanda Waller because we already know that, yes, she's got her own series coming out before that. It was just kind of an interesting way that he responded to that. And then naturally, everybody's like, oh, no, it's debunked, it's debunked. I'm like, but is it really? I think he debunked the return as, I don't know. I'm just saying, that's a little weird how he responded like that. He did respond a little interesting when it came to that. And then there was this rumor right here that came out a little bit ago when it came to John Logan writing Batman, the Brave and the Bold. He did like Gladiator and some other things too. I remember seeing it a while ago. And then uh, according to DCU Leaks, John is no longer in talks to write the Brave and the Bold. And then somebody actually asked James Gunn, was John Logan ever attached to writing the Brave and the Bold? No, he was not. So basically just full on debunking that there was ever involvement. And of course, naturally, people are just like, well, he's lying. He's lying. Nobody wants to work with him. Nobody wants to work with him. Why would anybody want to work with him? But, uh, you know, and there's no way of telling. I mean, obviously, if you hate the guy, you're just going to say he's lying about everything, which is, you know, it's fine. Do, do whatever you want to do. Say whatever you want to say. It, it just makes you sound a little bit, you know, ignorant when it comes to that. I mean, I don't necessarily love the guy. I don't love the guy, but, you know, I'm like, I don't hate the guy. So I'm not going to just sit there and be like, no, he's lying. Fucking liar. Pants on fire over here. He's just constantly lying, you know. It's just, I, I know that he's fluffed things for sure. I mean, the whole, uh, I said in my, my last video talking about it when he keeps on talking about like, DC Studios is a different thing, okay? We're separate from Warner Brothers and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, no, you still work for a motherfucker. You still have to get permission on a lot of things. They are still your boss. Don't make it sound like you're just running shit the way that you want over here. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that he's running things mostly how he wants it, but he still has to check in with the big, you know, zazzy pants and all those guys over there. It's like, nah. So there was that. But then, uh, you know, he, he got, he, you know, when it comes to all the debunking and just like the rumors and stuff that's out there, he did have this right here where it's like, they're uh, saying John Stewart is going to be in his early twenties in the DCU. Is that true? Guys, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Everything out there is bullshit unless it comes from me. People don't even know the writer on the show. How do you think they'd know the age <laughs> of the character? Little typo there, James. <laughs> that happens to the best of us. But again, James, you don't have to respond to everyone. Stop. That's why I'm saying, like, one Superman legacy... Starts production in two months. All this is going to stop. All this is going to stop. And sometimes when it comes to like certain things like that, you don't need to respond. You don't need to respond to that. I think it's a little, you know, I do think it's a little bit much, but I do like it when he debunks things. I do like that aspect of it. 
and basically putting up the middle finger when it comes to the scoopers out there. I do love that, that he does that. And, you know, I mean, but I think sometimes it's a little bit much. And so, like, when he says stuff like that, it's like, it's like, all right, Gunny, you don't have to do that. You don't have to say that. You really don't have to say that. You don't have to respond like that. And then we have a recent one. We have something that's recent when it comes to Superman Legacy. And he's talking about somebody was actually asking about... Will Legacy be the only DCU project to enter production this year? Nope. Yeah, he didn't just say no. He said nope. (laughs) That's when you want to like say like a statement right there. He's saying nope. So what else is going to be in production? Well, I would guess Amanda Waller's The Waller Show, right? That's going to be it. I mean, unless they're really far along with Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be that. It's definitely not going to be anything else. I don't think it's going to be a Lantern Shows. I mean, there is Swamp Thing that could be pretty, you know, pretty close to filming. But I don't think we've heard anything about that when it comes to the DCU projects. I would just guess the Waller series. It's not going to be Peacemaker Season 2, which I still don't think there needs to be a Peacemaker Season 2. But I would just, yeah, I think the only one that we can assume that that is, is the Waller series. But it would be pretty crazy. I mean, like, hey, it would be kind of cool if there was another DCU film that did, in fact, go into production this year as well. And Swamp Thing would probably be the closest thing because they have a director, they have a script, they have it already ready to go. It's just so weird because it's like, it's like, can you imagine like, oh yeah, Superman Legacy goes in production. So does Swamp Thing. And everybody's just kind of like, wow, those are, uh, when, when we're talking about spectrums right here, they're pretty, uh, they're we're way like far from each other. But then at the same time, I'm just kind of hoping like, yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be a connection sooner or later, but you know, I do kind of like the fact that it's like, okay, we're not just going to, we're not, one of the things that James Gunn has expressed a lot is the fact that it's like, okay, yeah, but these are going to just be like their own movies. Yeah, they're ex- expanded universe, but it's not going to be, the movie is not setting up the next movie. That's what the Marvel Studios machine has been doing too much recently, and it's hurt them. So the fact that you would actually have, hey, guess what? We're getting a Superman film, and we're also getting a Swamp Thing film. People might be like, what the fuck? But at the same time, I'm going, yeah, good. Let's have it like that. Let's have let's have somebody from the regular Justice League and somebody from the fucking Dark Justice League. It's going to be showing up. Let's start establishing two polar opposite groups right here. Nothing wrong with that. I like that idea. So, but yeah, um, there's that. And then uh, last night, our new Lois Lane did actually attend the Golden Globes and she was asked by Extra and Billy Bush, who is a weirdo, um, you know, Naturally, she was going to be asked about Lois Lane, and this is uh, this is it right here. You are the next Lois Lane, are you not? I am. Oh. Yeah. What are we going to bring to the Lois that we haven't seen? To the Lois. Well, we've been having a lot of great conversations, David and I, uh, with James Gunn, the director, and we've been talking a lot about where this project fits into the canon of the Superman, the Supermans that we know. So hopefully this will be, uh, we'll be putting our own stamp on things. Little glasses on her? Are we going to put some glasses know, on Lois? Actually, maybe. Maybe a little. We haven't gotten that far in the fittings yet. No. Oh. 
Seems like Billy has a little bit of a fantasy. <laughs> I get it though, Billy. You know, the lowest lane glasses? I can see it. It's pretty hot. I get it, you know. Yeah, something tells me he uh, he likes uh, the whole library look, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's not a bad look. It's not a bad look. So I'll give that to him. But, but yeah, it was just kind of like... <laughs> He was like, oh, can we get a little glasses? I mean, he had that chambered. He had that ready to go. So, yeah, something tells me that's Billy Bush's, uh, that's his thing right there. But I was like, hey, you know what? If they put some glasses on Lois, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And she, of course, looked beautiful as she does and still very much, I mean, I think we're going to get a pretty unique um, chemistry when it comes to her and Corn Sweat. Uh, there was a video that came out a couple of weeks ago. I didn't bring it up right here where it just showed Corn Sweat being a dork again, like pretending to do like a maestro thing. And I thought it was like, oh, yeah, here we go again. This guy's a dork and I love him. I love him. So anyways, all right. So that's pretty much it when it comes to all the Jimmy Gunn stuff. Now we got the Golden Globes. Who watched the Golden Globes? <laughs> I didn't. No. I watch football. I watch football because, I mean, I don't care to watch award shows, really. I really don't. I mean, it's like, who cares when it comes to award shows? I don't think a, I think a lot of us just kind of uh, kind of gave up on the uh, whole award shows thing. I mean, that's the thing. It just, it, it all, it, it's just not the same anymore, you know? And when it comes to the Golden Globes, when it comes to the Golden Globes, I mean, and hosts of the Golden Globes, I mean, let's face it, we're not, it's not going to get any better than what Ricky Gervais did, you know, especially with everything that's happening right now when it comes to the Epstein list and the way that he called out the entire room. He called out all the celebrities. He told them just like, stop it with your shit. And then he even said like, you know, when it came to, uh, you know, when it came to Epstein killing himself, which of course we all know he didn't, he didn't commit suicide. He was suicided as they say, I guess you could say, especially in the movies. And he just basically said like, you know, I get it. That's your friend. That's not my, it's your friend. He called out the entire, you know, the entire, uh, the room, which was great. And of course he'll never be brought back. Sadly. I mean, we have Joe Coy who hosted the, uh, the golden globes this year and yeah, a lot of the jokes, a lot of the jokes didn't uh, didn't quite work out when it came to uh, to Joe Coy. And I like Joe Coy. I've seen him live a couple of times before he got really big. Not a bad, you know. He's a good stand-up. He's a, he's a good stand-up. He's definitely a good stand-up. But the the biggest one that that people were talking about is a joke that he made on Taylor Swift's behalf. Because dear God, how dare you make a joke about the Queen, the Queen herself? Taylor Swift. Oh, boy. But uh, let me pull this one. Okay, so there's a couple of things. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, it's just funny. Where's that freaking thing? Oh, come on. Where do I have it here? There we go. So this is the joke. This was the joke right here that a lot of people were, were talking about when it came to last night. Welcome back. You know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Okay. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. Just oh, more to go to. she didn't like that one. Or Sorry maybe she's that. just playing around. Okay. 
So that was a thing that was like one of the biggest things that came out of last night was that right there. I mean, first off, everything about this is not good. Okay. Again, like Joe Coy is a stand-up, but the delivery was pretty bad. You could tell, like, I mean, he just didn't fit. And he only had like 10 days. He only had like a week and a half to prepare for this hosting gig. He got like the, the job not too, like 10 days before this whole thing. But I mean, if she was not, I mean, if this is actually serious, this could all have been a bit. That was one of the things I was going. I was like, is this a bit between Taylor Swift where she was going to take a drink, you know, and look upset about it? Is this all a bit? Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? Again, it's Hollywood. What can you do? But the fact of the matter is, it's like, if she thought that was like a bad joke, it's like, well, what do you expect? Ever since you got with Travis Kelsey, I mean, my God. My God. It's been the talk of the thing. And every time you're at his game, they show you all the time. So naturally, it was going to be, you know, that was going to happen. But yeah, it was kind of a dumb, it was a dumb joke. It was a dumb joke. It definitely was a dumb joke. You know, I didn't think it was like anything like too, too crazy. But, you know, again, I'm not trying to, you know, throw shade too much on on Joe Coy. All right. So obviously, uh, OK, so when it came to the winners of um, of the Golden Globes, <laughs> man, there's so many things. Uh yeah, like I said, when uh, yeah, I love that Stephen Ewan won that. But uh, obviously, I'm not going to go over all the winners or anything like that. But of course, let's face it. Let's just give it a hand. Let's just give a hand. Let's just give a hand. Let's just put our hands together, guys. Just clap. You know, I mean, obviously, Barbenheimer was a huge event that happened over the summer, and it was a it was a fun time. It was a fun time, the memes, the posters, and people just showing up to the movie theater to watch these two movies. It's absolutely fantastic. And, and Barbie ended up on top when it came to box office. When it came to box office, Barbie came on top. But we all knew that Oppenheimer was the best movie, okay? I'm not even going to say it subjectively. It's objectively. <laughs> I mean, it's still subjectively, but... Objectively, when it comes to a movie, when you watch Barbie, again, you, you I, and I get it. If it's your favorite movie of all time, fantastic. But it's a big Saturday Night Live sketch. It's not anything that's too seriously. It's too serious. And I was worried that it was going to get like actor wins. And I'm like, no, it doesn't need to get actor wins. Because watching it again, I'm like, yeah, I mean... There's some dramatic moments in there, but if, if some of these actors were going to win, I was going to be like, all right, this thing is freaking rigged like no other. But thankfully it didn't. Barbie did, however, win the award that we all knew it was going to win, which was a cinematic box office win. It's like, yeah, you're the biggest movie of the year. Of course you're going to win that. So Barbie did win that at least. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. But Oppenheimer cleaned house, baby. Oppenheimer cleaned house. And then we got the man right here, you know, finally, you know, winning his first Golden Globe. And I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that he gets uh, he gets also his uh, his Oscar as well. There he is. And Ben Affleck and Matt Damon presenting it to him, which is great. Everybody just giving cheers to him. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank Come you, Golden on. Globes. Um, 
The only time I've ever been on the stage before was accepting one of these on behalf of our dear friend Heath Ledger. That's a great way to start off the whole thing. We're not going to watch the whole thing. I'm probably going to copyright if I do. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was great. How he started off the whole thing by basically saying like, hey, you know, the, the last time I was up here accepting an award was for Heath Ledger because Heath Ledger, of course, just dominated when it came to acting award winning, you know, winning the actor awards when it came to uh, the Joker and everything. So that was pretty cool right there. But I'm just loving the fact that Oppenheimer Cleanhouse, Killian Murphy also won Best Actor. Robert Downey Jr. won Best Supporting Actor. Uh, you know, Emma Stone won for uh, Poor Things, which I haven't seen yet for Best Musical or whatever the hell. Best Musical Performance, whatever the blah, 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 and uh, and everything. So, And then not not only did that happen, though, too, though, and I love this because, um, you know, uh, and then, of course, Lily Gladstone, she won for Best Actress, well-deserved when it came to Flower, Killers of the Flower Moon. She won for that, which is Great. And then, of course, Oppenheimer won Best Picture, blah, blah, blah. It just seems like Oppenheimer, it is now, it, it is Christopher Nolan's year, which I love. I'm like, Christopher Nolan's year, it's about time. And I think everybody is just like on board with the fact that it's like, yeah, you know. Barbie was his thing, and, and you know, it's going to get nominated for awards, but it's not going to win them. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's just not going to win them, you know. And I think even the actors involved go, yeah, it's not that movie. I mean, it's that movie, but it's not that movie. So when it comes to that, it's like, okay, you you guys dominated the box office, but now it's Oppenheimer's turn. It's Oppenheimer's turn. But did you guys see this? That was released by Ryan Reynolds. I'm sure you guys saw this right here. Because the Emmys also happened, too. Wow, an Emmy. What an incredible honor. Um, there's so many people to thank. I've been waiting for this moment for 16 years. Uh, so... I've got a lot to say. I'd like to start by thanking. Woo! Yes. Wow. Um, God, Mr. Lively couldn't be here to accept this broken Emmy, so he sent me on his <laughs> behalf. First and foremost, Wrexham, we love you. Thank you for letting Rob and the other guy tell your story. Come riambeth, bitches. I'd also like to thank the Academy for this honor and for not asking us to attend the televised awards show with the real celebrities. I'd also like to thank FX and Disney for their support, and in exchange, Mr. Lively promises to not fuck up my next movie. Lastly, Indeed. the Oscars. You're on notice, motherfuckers. Maybe we can get a token VFX nod next year. The amount of work on Hugh and Ryan's face alone is at least worth a nod. Welcome to Wrexham. All episodes now streaming on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Again! Ryan Reynolds. Genius. Genius. This is literally already starting... The marketing for Deadpool 3 right there. Beautiful. I mean, come on. Just with that right there. I cannot wait for that marketing for for uh, Deadpool 3, man. I tell you. So. But anyways, congratulations to all the winners. Like I said, there was some interesting stuff too. Apparently, apparently according to some people that, that caught it, uh, Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenix, and Nicolas Cage were all... We're all sitting at a table together. Did you guys see that? Yeah, this is it right here. Like, apparently that's them. I mean, I don't know if that's Nick Cage. It looks like it could be Nick Cage, but I don't know if Nick Cage was actually there. Maybe he was. I don't know. But yeah, so we got two Jokers and a Superman. <laughs> 
That's pretty funny. So apparently that was the case there. And then there's also other things there. But anyways, that's just the Golden Globes right there. You know, some bad jokes and Joe Coy feel bad for him because, yeah, some of the jokes that he said just did not land. They showed a lot of people were showing shots from the crowd that were just kind of going like, uh, yeah, he basically, you know, for the most part, he bombed. He bombed. But at the same time, it's like you go to a Joe Coy stand up and you go to like his stand up. He never, you know, he doesn't. Well, I'm not saying he never bombs, but he, you know, usually does. And the guy sells out like arenas and theaters and whatever the hell. And, you know, so he's I think he'll be fine. But, yeah, this was definitely like a, a challenge to him that didn't quite work out. But, hey, what can you do? Right. It's not for everybody. Just bring back uh, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> That not working either, Jace. My stream deck is just not working right today. There it is. All right, let's talk some box office. Who went to the movies already in 2024? Have we been to the movies yet? Uh, you know, I thought about going, but, you know, I just didn't make it out there. Like I said, I was sick, so, you know, I've been sick all week, last week, so I didn't quite get out there. But I do plan on seeing this week... The Beekeeper supporting some David Ayer right there, guys. And if you like David Ayer and you want to support him, go watch The Beekeeper, please. I mean, I've been hearing good things about it. You know what sucks, guys? And I didn't mention it this because I was going to mention if I did a stream last week was I got an invite to go out to L.A. last week, last Thursday, to uh, go watch The Beekeeper on IMAX and also meet David Ayer because he was doing a Q&A. If you guys saw that, yeah, I got an invite. Sadly, did not attend because I was fighting the goddamn sickness that was attacking my face. Didn't get to go out there. Could have met David Ayer last week. Sadly, did not. But, you know, it's okay. It sucks. But, you know, things happen. It's all right. You know, I, I, I mean, I, the, the worst part about that whole thing would have been like driving out to LA again, because I've been driving out to LA a little bit too much, you know, especially with all the rebel moon stuff, but I was going to do it as soon as I got the invite. I was like, all right, I'm going, I'm going. But sadly the, uh, the sickness, uh, prevented that from happening. So yeah, would have met the guy. Damn it. But, uh, you know, we'll see maybe, uh, maybe another time, maybe another time. So here's the box office uh, results right here. We only had one new movie that came out, which was Night Swim that had uh, Wyatt Russell in it. Looked kind of interesting, but it got bad reviews. It's it's January. That's where they stick a lot of these, you know, small horror movies. And they don't always hit, but sometimes there could be some gems right there. Last year, there was kind of some gems right there. But look at Wonka right here. So WB... You know, not doing too bad. I mean, Wonka is sitting uh, sitting kind of, you know, a little bit more than I thought it was going to get at 467.8 worldwide. I thought that thing was going to be like a little floppy floppy. And then he got Aquaman. Aquaman. Not the flop that we thought it was going to be. What? It's actually making, pardon the pun, a splash slightly it is look at that look at that it crossed 300 million i mean obviously it's still not as much as the first but it's still making something there i didn't think it was gonna cross 300 million 
I thought this thing was just going to die. It was going to be dead in the water. I mean, how many freaking fish, water, ocean puns can you have when it comes to all this? But yeah, it's Pat. I mean, it's going to be like, right. It's now it's chasing Black Adam. It's chasing that DCEU hierarchy. That's right. For the past couple of years. It's just kind of funny. It's like, I mean, I was, I, I, I had my money on the flash. I did. I had my money on the flash and sadly that didn't, uh, that wasn't the case. And then of course, you know, I didn't really think that Shazam or blue beetle were, were going to be anything too crazy, but, uh, I, I definitely thought Aquaman was just going to be just a literal dead fish, but China, China, they love, they love Jason Momoa. China loves Jason Momoa. And that's one thing that Black Adam didn't have was a China release because of all, you know, I know there's like the logistics of all that and certain things they didn't like when it comes to, I don't know, you know, it's China. What can you do? But they liked them some uh, Jason Momoa. So, you know, good, good. That's that's funny. I don't think it's going to reach a half a billion, but wouldn't that be pretty funny if it did? <laughs> And then it's just going to be like, oh, wow, look at you guys. Still, it's, it's, it's still lost money, no matter what way you put it. It's still lost money. But doing a lot better. Doing a lot better than I thought it was uh, actually going to do. Jonathan Majors. <laughs> My God. So... Uh, Explain to me this. Can, can somebody answer, answer this? You have this up-and-coming star that is Jonathan Majors. Cast him as the next big baddie for your franchise. Big studio. He ends up in some kind of, you know, domestic dispute thing, violence, whatever. It's all not looking good. He gets charged. You fire him. And then after you fire him, you have him go on Good Morning America, which is on ABC, which is owned by the same company as said studio. What the fuck? Like what? 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 Why would you? Why would you do? What What kind of games? What? What in the vot is happening with this whole Jonathan Majors thing. I don't even I, I, I don't even understand it. I really don't even understand it. And you can watch a lot of the clips and everything like that. I mean, there's a clip online. We're not gonna watch the whole thing, of course, but here's one of the clips right here. When they asked him, like, hey, what were you you know, why did you decide to do this? Something about sitting here right now and and, and looking at you and Understanding the gravity of the situation, um, a situation that I, in many ways, you know, put myself in. What? <laughs> I mean, we we all saw we all saw the uh, the promo, and immediately, I mean, I I made the joke that it was like a promo for the boys season four. A lot of people did. It wasn't like you know, it was just an obvious joke, but. That's the main thing. After watching some of this stuff, and obviously he details a lot of the things 
And from his perspective, which naturally is just going to make himself look good, but it's just the whole eye rub thing, like, uh, you know, and a lot of the dramatics, the narration, the way that she even looked like, you know, like she's just like, she doesn't even seem real. None of this seems real. The simulation is cracking, guys. Again, with everything that's happening, even like going back to the whole Cat Williams thing, I mean, he even called out that whole thing. He saw, I stay away from white women because of the Jonathan Majors thing and blah, blah, blah. You know, like he even put that out there. Funny timing. Sometimes you just kind of start connecting stuff and you're going like, wait a minute here. We get this Cat Williams thing where he mentions John Major, Jonathan Majors and what's happening there. And then the, the Good Morning America thing. But it's just the, the thing that puzzles me the most is the fact that Disney owns Good Morning America. It's such a weird thing. It's just such an odd thing, but... Like I said, I'm not going to go too much into it, but uh, if you guys watch the thing, fine. But I, I just don't understand the move here. Like, the promo was the worst about it. You know, and he's putting on his best acting performance right there, I think, too. It's just like, this is worse than the whole, like, that TMZ thing where he broke up the fight with the two high schoolers. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. His PR team, they need to be fired. His PR team is bad, really bad. I think we can all agree with that, right? PR team, really bad. But who knows what's going to happen. It's sad, like I said, it's like, you know, talk about the biggest rise to fall, man. I mean, he had such a good year, or he, you know, he was having a good year, and then all of a sudden just... It just kind of makes you wonder, like, what was going on there? And, you know, you, you guys know I love me some conspiracies. So when I'm hearing Cat Williams just saying all that stuff, and, and, then, and then all of a sudden this is happening, I'm like, there's something here. What does Cat know? Cat needs to talk a little bit more about this. What's going on, you know? I get a little excited. I get a little excited when it comes to this stuff, when it comes to the whole conspiracy aspect of, of all this. And it's just like... Because you just don't know. We don't know. We're so ignorant. We think we know. We think we have our finger on the pulse when it comes to Hollywood, but we don't. We don't know shit. We don't know anything that's going on in Hollywood. I mean, the play. I mean, it's it. it that's a simulation of itself. That's a simulation to the simulation, kind of thing. You know, I, I I've been saying simulation a lot because well, the start of 2024 has made made me believe more that the, that we're living in a, in a in a simulation. That's all. That's that's why I keep on saying that. But, yeah, Jonathan Majors is a malignant narcissist, period. <laughs> Majors is going through a lot, yeah. They did have the worst advisors. The worst advisors, what can he do? Seems like everybody in that situation is worse. It's, it, it almost seems like it's, a, it's just going to be like another Johnny Depp, Amber Heard situation, you know? It's just a bunch of bad, it's just egos and bad shit all throughout you know it's like what can he do what can he really do when it comes to all this and what do we really know what do we really know i don't know anyways good night venom good to see you thank you for joining appreciate that all right let's go ahead and uh answer some twitter questions not too many ah yeah still fighting that Fighting that cough. I'm sure I'll be fighting it 
for a couple of weeks. That damn cough. All right, let's see what's happening in the Twitter sphere right now. We got Sam right here watching Monarch. It's covering way more MonsterVerse ground than I first assumed. No, I haven't watched it yet. I don't have Apple TV currently. I think my mom does. I'm going to have to go to Mama Film Junkie's house. We're going to have to watch it. So, Mom, I'm coming to your house if you're still watching. We're going to watch Monarch on your Apple TV. Um, or I could just get your password, whatever. But uh, I do want to watch it, but I, I don't think it's all. It's it's. I, I'm going to wait until the whole thing is there so then I can watch it in one big chunk. But I am looking forward to it big time. I mean, you can't go wrong with Kurt Russell, right? Eric, Happy New Year, Dave. So what's your feeling about New Year's resolutions? I don't really like them. I always say go for goals. Resolutions? Nah, just go for goals. I'm all about goals. You know, let's, what's your goal when it comes to all this? You know, I have my goals and hopefully you have your goals, but resolutions is like, eh, you know, I think any kind of resolution, I think a resolution can be started at any time. It doesn't need the new year, but I think goals can, uh, can just be, you know, something that you could have for yourself for like the, the year. Like, Hey, my goal is to get here, whether it's weight loss or being successful or getting, you know, buying a house or moving a relationship to the next level or something like that. I like goals. I mean, I guess that could be the almost the same thing, but what can you do? Or potentially legit motivational goal. Yeah, there you go. If you lay out a plan for it. In the spirit of the channel, any film-related resolutions or, you know, goals? Uh, I think, too, I, I, you know, I actually was thinking about, like, I would like to interview more directors. I would like to actually have more directors come on. Uh, I mean, I think having Zach always being willing to come on, I love that. But I would love to have, I mean, no matter what, I want, like, you know, to talk to more people, even if, they, if they're not directors. But I... I, I think I would rather like have conversations with directors more than actors, to be honest. Not saying that I would not, uh, if I had the opportunity to get an actor on the Vodka stream to have a relaxed conversation, I totally would. But I would love it to have to just talk to more directors. And I'm not even talking about like big time directors, because obviously that's a lot harder to get. Just directors in general, you know, whether directed a short film or whatever the hell. But, you know, just talk to directors. I want to talk to more directors because I, I just find them more uh, more fascinating, I guess you could say. Darkness under the wind. Dave, question number one. Would you prefer Lucius to be in the DCU and the Matt Reeves universe or just the DCU? I, I would actually like to see a Matt Reeves, Lucius Fox, to be honest. Question two. If we get a Batman under the hood film, should it be the second or third Batman film in the DCU? Ah, maybe third. I don't know. Question number three. If Azrael gets introduced in the DCU, would you want him to want him introduced in his own movie, show, or post-credit scene to set up a battle of the cow? Oh man, if they did a night's end, if they did a night's end story, oh. Man, I love that story, you know. If they did like the Night's End story for Batman, I mean that would have to be that would have to be a series. But I mean, that's the thing. It's like how do you how do you tell that story, you know? That's the difficult part. Mr. Nobody, hey Dave, what kind of villains do you think 
Gunn will use in his DCU for Superman and Batman without it feeling repetitive. I think he's, I mean, the fact I, the fact that he said like Parasite is one of his favorite underrated and he even said Livewire and a couple other people, but the fact that he said Parasite and just revisiting Superman, the animated series, I really hope that he goes for like a Parasite, like Parasite shows up in his DCU, you know, because there's so many good characters. But the fact of the matter is, is like, you know, Warner Brothers was too afraid to just go. It's like it's like when it came to Superman movies, they were just too afraid to go any further than Lex Luthor. But Superman has a good rogues gallery that you can really challenge the guy. You know, it's like it's like it's like it's just been Lex Luthor and General Zod. And they've been like trying to get Brainiac, which I, I eventually will see, of course. But yeah, let's go for some of these others like Livewire and Parasite and and some of these guys right there. Uh, Devon Wooter. Hello, Dave. Happy New Year. Are you surprised Aquaman 2 doing well? Uh, I am. And I just watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3. What was your favorite scene for me? It was Rocket Origin. Yes, that was my favorite scenes too. It was so sad. What are your top 10 favorite movies of last year? Because I didn't see your screen. Are you t- well, I'm not going to say them right there. Just watch the video. Just watch the video of my top 10 there, Devin. So, yeah, I'm not going to talk about those again. I did make them in a video. So just watch those, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I think you could guess what my number one is, the one that's like killing it at the awards, I guess you could say right there. So, but, uh, yeah, so there you go. There's some questions right there. All right, guys. Well, this was a, uh, you know, this is a good, uh, <clears throat> like I said, still trying to fight the, uh, the sickness that got me last week, but appreciate you guys being, uh, patient with me and everything when it comes to, when it comes to doing live streams, like I said, everything will be back to normal. So Wednesday, will naturally, we'll be doing a members-only stream. So if you want to be p- part of the members program, do so. Support the channel, and uh, we'll have like our own little private, uh, more, uh, you know, more private and just like more inclusive, like kind of like uh, stream. And we'll see what happens in the next week. And then, of course, we'll have the Vodka stream. On Friday, and then uh, you know, when it comes to the the DC Fanimated, anybody who are fans of uh, uh, the the DC Fanimated stream, that might actually get a time and day change because schedules. You know, Scott has a uh, a schedule. You know, his work schedule kind of changed, so we might be changing that soon. So be on the lookout for that. It might not. It's not. It, it's looking like it's not going to be on Sundays anymore. So we'll figure that out as well. But I uh, appreciate you guys still uh, coming back in 2024. Let's make it a good year. Let's make it a good year. We'll have some, uh, you know, have some fun. A lot of fun discussions. A lot of everything like that. Oop, don't turn that off. Turn that on. And, uh, you know, it'll be a lot more smoother. I think, well, like I said, one of my goals is to not just be late all the time when it comes to the start of this of the stream so hopefully that won't be the case but anyways guys love ya and if you haven't subscribed yet please subscribe to the channel hit that notification bell so you know when i'm doing this stuff follow me on the sock man we also got the patreon too hoping to put some more uh some more exclusive stuff on there some early content maybe on there too so if you want to uh support the channel with that much appreciated and uh yeah like i said members i'll see you guys on wednesday and everybody else i'll see you guys live on friday for the vox stream all right guys love ya Talk to you later.